From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Who do you serve? If you work in a restaurant, you serve the customers who come through the door looking for a meal. And you remember that the customer is always right. After working in the restaurant for three years, I heard plenty of times where this was aggravating. A server told me, they definitely asked for no cheese on their bacon cheeseburger. But then they asked me where the cheese was. I can't tell them that they asked for no cheese, but I have to ask them if they want a new one made and make it seem like it was my fault. I definitely have a new appreciation for what restaurant workers go through having worked there myself. We serve the public and make their experience as enjoyable as, as we can, even when they are the ones who make the mistake. Our health care workers serve those who need medical care. They attend to some of the most urgent needs. They also want to make those who require services to have as comfortable a stay as possible. Whether it is extended in a hospital or simply a checkup at a doctor's office. Though they deal with a lot too. During my time as chaplain at Marion General Hospital, I remember one nurse talking about the patient that I was about to go visit. She warned me that he saw this place as a prison because he believed that he was perfectly healthy and was being held there against his will. He physically fought the nurses every time they tried to administer his medication. Neither the nurse nor the patient was necessarily in the wrong, since the patient was in an altered mind state. But this goes to show that serving others can be incredibly hard, even when we are called to the job. Whatever job that you have, you are serving somebody. There will be times when that serving is a joy. For every frustrating customer or patient, there will be three or five more who thanked us 
and who were very pleasant people to talk to. There will be difficult moments also, though. The disciples were seen by some in a negative light because they did not abide by every rule that the Old Testament laid out for them. For in Matthew 9:14, Jesus was asked of his disciples, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Assumptions were made, and they were not always the most fair assumptions. How do you balance the feedback from the people that you serve? Do you let it bring you down? Does it motivate you to do better? Do you want to scream at them because you are doing the best that you can for them? Or do you choose to forget about the complaints and focus on the good? Perhaps you do all of those things. There are plenty of things that we choose to focus our minds on. Some of it is the good, and some of it is the bad. We prayed over the last couple of weeks for God to help us to renew our minds so that we can fill it with good things and not those things that bring us down or distract us from the true focus, being servants of God. You spend so much energy trying to please customers and those that you spend, that you serve in this world. How much of that energy do we save to try to please God? Do not misunderstand me for that question, for it is important to try to please those that we serve in this world. Yet we should please others with the wider context behind us. While serving others, we are working to spread the grace and kindness of God. We are serving God by serving others in our roles. We give someone grace and we do not yell back at them, even if they do not deserve it. Instead, we give them a smile and keep doing the best that we can. Jesus knew that the world would hate his followers, for as he was preparing to leave the world, he prayed, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Today we want to ask ourselves, who do we serve, and is it evident by who we follow? Do we serve the people who demand too much of us? Do we serve God by giving grace to the one who wasn't so kind and love to everyone? I read a conversion story once about a man who had jumped someone and held them at gunpoint asking for their money. The man with the gun was so surprised that the person responded with a smile and spoke to him that he dropped his weapon and asked how the person could have been so calm. He was baptized later that week at church. Do we serve our fear? Or do we serve God knowing that whatever happens to us, God will have our back. 
Do we serve our worry? Or do we trust God to make the most out of every situation? Even if it is our own pain. Do we serve the need to please others? Or do we place priority on serving God? Our goal in Lent has been trying to draw closer to Jesus. We strive to keep learning from Jesus until we become more like Jesus. Jesus modeled the perfect life for us. To draw closer to Jesus, we can seek to live a closer life to the one that Jesus modeled for us. Perhaps we are not as gifted in hospitality as others, but we may be gifted in just being someone who cares enough to listen. Jesus told the disciples, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Jesus is not telling us to serve our, to serve our worry or our fear or our ambition. Jesus is telling us that we need to serve him. Do not focus on your worry. Do not focus on your fear. They will only distract you from being with Jesus. To serve him, you must focus on him. You must know how to focus on him. Reviewing where we have been this Lent will tell us how to focus on him. Realize our transgressions or where we have fallen short in our relationship with God. Seek to build those relationships knowing that God will show us grace and forgiveness as long as we keep our renewed focus on God. Ask God to search us and remove those things that distract us from renewing our relationship with God. Because they are often unnoticeable to ourselves, we will not get everything if we convince ourselves that we can search our hearts ourselves. And lastly, fill ourselves with new things that draw us deeper, such as the movement of the Holy Spirit. Now we can take what we have been filled with and create for the Christian people a willing spirit. This is our final Lenting theme, following the example that Jesus gave on the way to Jerusalem and the cross. It is all done with the desire that David showed in Psalm 51. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. We are called to teach others through whatever means that God calls us to, each in different ways. It may be that we are a simple model of Christ's likeness, that we are visibly striving for God's ways, and others do see that. Or it may be something else. Yet we are each called to give our lives to God willingly, so that we do our part to prepare a place for God's kingdom to reign on this earth. Yes, we may be broken as Christ was broken, yet that is exactly what is acceptable to God. In Christ's brokenness, many followers were gained. In our brokenness, 
we are filled and we have truly learned what it is like to walk with Jesus. We become the disciples that Jesus gathered at the beginning of this ministry. Then we transition from being the disciples who want to follow but are not sure how to learning how. Now we are following Jesus no matter what and could not imagine anything else. This is where the disciples feel ahead of Palm Sunday. This is where we find ourselves today. Do you want to be honored by God? Jesus tells us that we need to serve Jesus to be honored by God. My prayer is that we find ourselves all with a willing spirit, more eager about experiencing God than we are about anything else in our lives that includes our worry and our fear. God is at work in us, and God is at work in this world. When we fall short, God gives us mercy. God works with us and helps us to know what is good and just. God lifts us up when we are down. Let us pray the parts of the prayer that David prayed to God to remind us how we can pray to God and to remind us that God is still working for us. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Let me hear joy and gladness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. We become filled with truth instead of deceit. Clean instead of guilty for what we do not care to admit. Hearing good things from the world and from God instead of all the evil and violence that fills the news. We become joyful to serve. This is the joy of discipleship. I challenge you to pray this prayer of David from Psalm 51 regularly. Challenge myself to do that as well. Remember who you are to focus on. Remember where you can always find joy. But remember what we must do before we can easily find that joy. Is who you serve evident by who you follow? You can decide that. Only you know where your heart is right now. But whenever you find that you feel far away from God, there is something that is holding you back. I challenge you to find that something by asking God to search you and purge that from you. 
Only God can do that. And if you do not fill it with truth and with the Holy Spirit and with the fruits of the Spirit, it will likely come right back. There is a force in the world that will do anything to keep you from experiencing God and being willing to work for God's glory. Just ask Peter, who followed Jesus so closely, it was John to deny Jesus three times. Or David, who valued a close relationship with God, but still killed Uriah in order to cover up his affair with Bathsheba. Or, or Peter, who, who asked Jesus to uh, let him come out of the boat and walk to him, and then doubt filled his mind. Whenever someone truly experiences God, they are willing This is what an overflowing cup means from Psalm 23, verse 5. When the joy that we feel does not fit in our own selves, we have to give it to others. You will serve others in your workplaces, but in doing so, you are also serving God. Will we be the one who stands so calmly in a chaotic moment in this world or in your life knowing that life will turn out okay. It may be hard to imagine that. But if we pledge to follow Jesus through anything, we follow Jesus through everything. Anything. Especially in the midst of violence. I am reminded... By the moment that a pastor stared down a criminal in the movie, Do You Believe? He was at gunpoint, and when he was asked if he was ready to die, he knew he would if it was his moment, and turned the question around to that criminal. He was ready to die because he had chosen a close relationship with Jesus. He knew that because he served Jesus, with a willing spirit, God would honor him whenever he were to die, even if it were that day. Others know who we serve by what we do or what we say. A popular hymn states that others will know that we are Christians by our love. I will close from a quote from that movie, Do You Believe?, which asked, If you were ever accused of being Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Are you guided by God? Are you willing? Or do you still let this world get the best of you? God is good, and God will sustain us in a willing Spirit, all we need to do is keep asking and keep close, and God will honor us. Thanks be to God, and amen. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. 
If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.